What's up, everybody? Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have two very special guests. These two guys have known me a very long time, pretty much my whole life, I guess, because they are my brothers. Not pretty uh, much. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome my two older brothers, Tracy and Todd Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I only met you when you were three years old, so <laughs> I don't know what you did before that. Okay, so... Yeah, I think he was driving around doing stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to talk to you guys about, and, this, and you know, I always credit both you guys, first and foremost, for getting me into punk rock and skateboarding, mm. uh, which I know pretty much didn't happen in Taunton, Mass, where we were born. It, it, it took place in Newport, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, so maybe we can start with that, but there's so much more things. But first and foremost, like, what got, which one you guys both got to punk rock, who got into it first, or skateboarding first? Well, I got to say it was me. I don't think it was. It was me because I brought I home, and this is gonna, this is gonna really age me, but I don't care because I'm good looking. Um, hey, look, these guys, you should see these guys. <laughs> the Morses age age well. Hold on, I brought home an eight track of the, of sex, the sex pistols yeah, and the right. circle jerks before any of you guys heard music, and I'm gonna call you guys both on it. Wow, you both told me it was Maybe. shit. You both said it was terrible. I believe it. It's possible. I remember yeah. this. But I also, I also remember... I thought it brought home the Ramones and Adam and the Ants. There's no way we can, there's no way we can figure this out. I, I think it's like, all like I the same like you, year. You got us into more the new wave stuff, too. Oh, yeah, you, maybe. You were like yeah. original emo goth back then. Yeah? I think so. The Cure, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, I still love The Cure. And, so um, you think it was Bauhaus and shit like that. And, yeah, and I yeah. remember you brought, you got me um, back in Black 7-inch. I did? My first album was from when it was a it was a forty five. I swear to God, from yeah. that from that band. And you know what? You play that those songs right now. They still sound amazing. They do sound good. It, but how did you find out about the set? How did you find out about punk rock though? How did you get that? Uh, just from a kid in school. You okay. know, I was I was telling this to someone the other day. Like, you know, I never felt like I fit in. I, probably my entire school career, even after I thought I was a cool punk rock kid. Like, I never thought I fit in. I didn't relate to the jocks. All the rock and roll that I love so much now that is my main music, like the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, uh, the Who, all you that You weren't feeling it back then. I wasn't feeling it back then. I, I wasn't feeling it back then because I didn't feel like I belonged in that group. Gotcha. You know? Like I didn't have money to go to an arena or stadium or whatever. Yeah. And, and all Do you that think stuff. because you're a musician, you appreciate <clears throat> it more as you get older and stuff? Well, I was going to say what happened was when someone gave me punk rock and and... It was just me and the one kid that gave me the, the thing, and no one else knew about it, and we just looked like regular kids. We, we, there, there wasn't, there wasn't like a really like a punk rock look going on or anything. Yeah, but there wasn't. Like, I was like, oh, here's something I can own, and I can show to someone that maybe they don't know about already, so I don't have to compete with all these cool kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, I, so I owned it, but... You were the cool kid, dude. So, 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 but but you were, you're a good-looking guy, so you were a good-looking punk rocker. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like missing teeth and yeah. shit. And like, yeah, he knows so. You caught me, and yeah. I was trying to make a joke out of a brag earlier, but yeah, whatever, whatever you want to say. But, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, with, with, with this other, with, with, with rock and roll, like, like the stuff I love now, to me now, that is more punk rock, because those guys were recording without, without a metronome, with no auto-tune. You know, they were just in the room making that music. You had to be good. You had to have something. That's you know true. what I'm saying? It's true. It's like, you know, if you put on the Stones' Bitch, that song right now, they had a song called Bitch Before Gangster Rap Ever Existed, you know, and, and it's like, wow, that song that. sounds punk rock, you yeah. know? Uh, so what was but, so but back then, to me, that was like the establishment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what was your first show? Did you go to your first punk show before Tracy went? I think I went first. This is gonna be. <laughs> this is it's all around the same time. I remember seeing like 
the dead Kennedys at the living room in Providence. And uh, but I went in the back of a U-Haul. We put chairs in the back. I of have the it U-Haul. written down on my list. Yeah. To a black flag show in Boston at the Channel. That wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, I remember we pulled in the parking lot in the U-Haul, and the doors opened up, and there was all the kids standing to look inside the U-Haul. And there we are in chairs. You know, no windows or anything. I don't know how we did that. And they're like, hey, are you the sluts? That was the opening band. Oh, yeah. And didn't you get kicked in the face by Springer from SSD or something at that uh, show? That, that, not at that show, at, a, at, at um, Bad Brains at the 930 Club. First Damn. song. First song, Full Bloody Face. What about you, Tracy? Was your first show was Dead Kennedys? I, I think that, I mean, I remember... Would that have been in Providence? Yeah, you know, in Providence, yeah. And um, I remember one show that I always remember, is, it was so long ago that I went to go see the Ramones and the opening band was uh, Jane's Addiction. Oh, shit. It was like, it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen because they were like still banging on metal and shit like that. I'm like, what the hell is this stuff, man? Wow. Awesome. I saw the Smithereens yeah. open for Ramones once. You remember you, the Smithereens? You yeah. opened for the Ramones. Yeah. I'll cry right. you too. I did, yeah. that's right. yeah. Man. So then, did skateboarding come after that from the music? Well, I remember I got a skateboard. I couldn't do it. I gave it to you, okay. and you went nuts on it. Wow. I don't remember yeah. how I found skateboarding. Yeah. I remember Thrasher You took magazine. my skateboard and just went with it. I'm like, fine, I can't do it. You, just, you didn't even try after that, really, with skateboarding? No. no. Do you think you saw Thrasher magazine before you skated? I think I found out of bands through you guys and also reading Thrasher magazine. Yeah. And the soundtracks of the Bones Brigade VHS cassette, VHS things. Yeah, I can't remember. The soundtracks were like what I heard the music through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it so funny, though? I was thinking this the other day. I got so, I had like surfing magazines, yeah. and skateboarding I magazines. That. I got into the California culture <clears throat> before I ever got here. You know what I mean? It's just like, it is and, true. And now, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, we were addicted to the, the um, yeah, it was, what was the surf magazine called? It was called, uh, so it's just called Surfer, I thought. I think there was another one. Yeah, we used to have a, there were, I remember there was a stack of those at the yeah. house. It's so funny. Now that I'm out here, I don't surf or skate. <laughs> it is, you surf, you, you, I didn't surf, you surfed a lot, I right? surfed in, in, in the East Coast, yeah. So yeah. I, was, I would say Newport and Providence where we get into all that stuff. Yeah. 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 And then you remember the America's Cup races where they banned skateboarding? I do. Yeah, we skate in the square downtown. Yeah. The old yeah. lady got her they ankle broken. Banned it. They banned right, it in right the by the town. arcade. Yeah, then we went to the city hall. And we protested with the verbal assault guys, and so we had a city hall. We went there, um, and then they tried to reverse the law. It was during the America's Cup races that summer. Yeah, because we skated those on Thames Street, those banks, and the lady yeah. got hurt, and she tried suing the this city. This is where Straight Edge kicks in because he's going to remember. I got picked up by the cops because I talked about mom in the part one of this. That I got picked up by the cops. They collecting everybody's skateboards and brought us down to the. I station. remember verbal assault. I'm, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, Chris Jones and those guys were part of the city hall. Yeah, making, yeah, making yeah. The thing. Okay, yeah. I kind of remember that. You remember? Yeah, yeah. So then, so so Newport's where the punk rock came and the skateboarding came. Um, yeah, used to ha- everyone used to hang out in front of that arcade there on Dame Street. Remember, there was like an arcade right downtown yeah. Newport with the wall. You used to hang out with the, there, wall. the wall. Yeah, I yeah. Got, I got banned. Yeah, I got banned from there. <laughs> 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 like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tom was. was a wild one, believe it or not. So it's like you were like you were out there. Yeah, I got. I drank you, some. I drank some like grain alcohol and fought, fought some people, and I and then we found you in Trinity Church Park. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. The, in the bushes, remember? Yeah, yeah. passed out <laughs> over, passed, passed out over a rock. Yeah, yeah you, you, you wild. Never out. forget I, that one. I feel like you guys definitely scared me straight, and I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but you guys did take me to shows, and you guys watched me yeah. a lot. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember coming on once um, in the house, and um, the garage doors open, the smoke coming out, and she was just like a movie. Some girls in the basement. You guys were hanging out with some chicks. I forgot what that was, though. It's, you know? a, it's a pretty good story because it's funny now, but 
We we broke up my mo- we broke my mom's heart. Yeah, she was like, I thought you were going to oh, no. go to the no, neighbor. No, 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 here's no. what she said. She Wait. it was the neighbor. Na- it was the neighbor. It was my. It was the neighbor. Sarah. It's Sarah. And she yeah. was like so bummed that we were smoking pot. And then she said, Where'd you get it? And the neighbor said, From Tracy. <laughs> And yeah. the, and Let me is, tell you this, this whole quote, story. Hold on, this is a quote from mom. <laughs> oh, this is shit. this is a quote from mom. I was just on the phone with your grandmother. I told them you guys were good kids. I'm gonna have to call her back. <laughs> Dude, I was I was I was I was such a nerd. I was such a nerd and just not cool. And uh, Todd's like, "Can you get weed?" I'm like, "Todd's asking me to get some weed. Yes, I'll I'll do it." And somehow I got it. Of course, I get you know fingered for. <laughs> oh my god! And then um, <clears throat> there's another infamous story too. Um, let's see what's on my thing over there. Todd, this is a famous story. Tracy, I remember I was upstairs with, my, with Todd, and um, there was a kid downstairs. It was Tracy's friend, and Todd had heard some things at school that he was going to put Todd in a trance. Oh, he was that like weird some, dude! I got yeah. thought he was goth, a witch. The goth dude. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I never seen Todd was getting. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna, fu- I'm gonna fuck this guy." Todd was so pissed, and he went downstairs, and I creeped down behind him and I watched. And then Todd pushed him against the wall, and the guy was like, Hiss. like if you could see now, I'm like hissing like a cat. Yeah, he put Todd's his, like, he put his claws me, up and it was Todd's like, you put me in a trance, witchy poo. Come on, witchy poo, put me in a trance. I've never seen Todd like get aggro like that before. I was like, holy shit. And Tracy's like, that's my friend, that's my friend. Dude, that was it's a, it that was, was a, pretty funny. It was a little bit of bullying that I, bullying that I'm not proud of, but I remember also I, I being like kind of scared that he he might do. Like I was a kid, I didn't know. Like, yeah, he said he's gonna put a spell on me, is what he said. You know, so the eighties. Uh, yeah. No, that was a yeah, it was eighties, like eighty, I think. I remember going like the, uh, there was thrift, thrift shopping, all that stuff on Broadway by Thompson High School. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much for Newport. I mean, we had, it was beautiful beaches we had there. We had such a good scene there and skate ramps and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then after that was Southern Maryland, where you refused to go. That was like nineteen eighty three. Yeah. yeah you were already yeah. eighteen, so you didn't yeah. want to go there. It was seventeen. And yeah, Todd had to go. Yeah. Todd went against his will. Mom said that in the fr- part one. She's like, Todd went there kicking and screaming. It was yeah. kind of like an amazing thing that happened because that's where a lot of things happen with music. You know, think about it. We really yeah, didn't want to go mean, there. I mean, everything happens for a reason. I think that. I probably would have been caught up more in the party. I, I I loved music and wanted to be in a band, and I had like a little band in, in Newport. Um, I don't know if you remember that DIQ delinquents in question. Oh shit! But Roadside <laughs> Pets was after. Okay, that's after. Yeah, Roadside Pets was, was Maryland. Okay. Yeah. So I think that I just out of desperation to get out of Maryland, I, I tried a little harder at music, you know, and yeah. started getting gigs in DC and stuff yeah. and all that stuff. So. I mean, I, I don't, you know, all, all those people are super cool and they all stay in touch with me and everything. And I don't mean to like disparage the place, but I got anxiety about being trapped there, you know. Still. It was, it, it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty scary. It was pretty, I mean, when and you, you never came. I did. I moved down maybe two or three years later and then okay. I lived like in a neighboring town with that girl, Stacy. You in Leonard Town maybe or no? Leonard, uh, yes. That's right, Stacy. Yeah, so Stacy, yeah. Are you doing music then yet or no? Uh, I I I've Trace always is an artist. Trace is an amazing I've, amazing. I've, I've always artist. done music like in you know not as much as you guys, but yeah, I, I did it most in, most of my big stuff was in L.A. The only you were heavy in the comic about. books too when you were younger. Too, yeah, remember. drawing. I was a cartoonist, illustrator, all that shit. So when we moved to Maryland, I talked to mom about this too. Like it was the first time we felt like kind of segregation and racism, and you yeah. see the Confederate flags and the rednecks and stuff, and like yeah. and for us like back then it was shocking. We were in checkered vans and maybe had our hair short or a pair of. Safety pins yeah. on a shirt. But when we came to Maryland, we were the freaks. And like there was no skateboarders. There was no punk rockers there. Nope. It was me and Todd. Yeah. And we went there. And I remember 
I'm gonna get, I'm, Rusty's going to be on part three of this. Yeah, but that's pretty First time we met Rusty, who was our maintenance man, because mom, mom had a job at Lexwood's Apartments, and Todd said, can I check out your board? And Todd did a trick and broke it. Russ like, oh, man, you broke my board. <laughs> and, that's how, and that's how we met Rusty. Yeah. yeah. And then Rusty yeah. ended up stealing wood from the maintenance shed. He got fired. He made a quarter pipe. Yeah. And they be, cut his feet out, the roof off. We became like the punk rockers but in the town. Let's, let's there was all the fights there, too, let's, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's not leave out, You guys out, changed though. his whole life, Let's though. not leave out when we met Rusty. I thought he was like, you know, like 40 or 50 years old. He had a giant beard and long hair. And remember? mullet and shit. Yeah. yeah and a mullet. And like, I, 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 when the rusty he was twelve, I, the rusty, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, he was so young. He was, uh, who knows, he was how young he was then. Yeah, in his twenties, he looks so, so old to us. But uh, yes, but once he shaved, the, the rusty I know now is he actually to me it seems younger than, than yeah. when we first met him, like however many years ago, you know. So yeah, that I think that's where everything kind of happened, though. I mean, even you went there against your will. Um, you met Rusty, and then you met Todd Friend, who was in that band Nerd Alert. Was Todd Friend in a band called Nerd Alert? Yeah, but he didn't actually have real drums. But, but how, did, how did you meet Todd Friend? Was that his high school? <laughs> that was just like it's the typical story that you hear of, of everyone in a small town. It's just like anyone that played music, I tried to find so I could play music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, and I made, I made Gene Booth, the bass player in Alcrowd, I, I made him play bass and learn bass. Yeah. He wasn't actually a bass player. But I, I just, think that's how a lot of bands happen, yeah, like, yeah, just naturally yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Southern Maryland, there was a lot of crazy stuff there. Um, teen scene. Uh, our, so the Lexwoods apartments where there was woods in between that and our high school, so we could walk home if we want to use the bath. Whatever, we'd walk to school every day through that path. And um, Or in my case, smoke weed before class. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of uh, crazy situations, man, out there. And I remember one time, um, I don't know what happened. Somebody pulled like a carpenter knife on you were rusty at like a gas station about the school or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was that time at the teen scene in the parking lot. There's supposed to be like this fight. And then we came there, and then like something happened, and you like we're all brothers. Can we just get along? I remember Rusty. Rusty told me about this in the fight. But we got punched. Remember Rusty got knocked out yeah, in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, no, we we were just like skate- it was scary we, we shit, were just, man. Like, skateboarding through the shopping center, and there was a group of guys, and they said, "Hey, come here." And I said, "What's up?" And one dude just punched me in the face. But I'll never forget, like, <laughs> I didn't, it didn't, it was like the weakest Yeah, Rusty, Rusty said target hit me like that. It didn't phase him. I, it was I like, remember this it was, shit. The guy just cold cocked me straight up, and I remember not feeling any pain at all or anything. I almost was going to laugh, you know, but it was a bunch of dudes. So but, was that the, fight at the, is that the fight at the teen scene or the roller skating rink? That was in the parking lot of the grocery store. Okay. If I remember, yeah. So did you feel like... Leaving, leaving Rhode Island was better, and you could focus more. And you got, did you get good grades in high school too? Did you do good at Great Mills? I think I just barely made it. Me through, too. You know, I, t- I, I said to before, like I got straight F's in phys ed because I wouldn't wear dress down and wear the sports with outfits. I didn't want. I was too punk for that yeah. and shit. But what did you do in Maryland when you were down there, Trace? I wasn't there. Like so, I came down. Uh, I can't remember why I came down. I lived with you guys for a while, then I moved to like Lexington Park. I worked at a seven. I worked at the Seven Eleven. Oh shit! That's I what I did that. there, and then like I worked in a restaurant. And I'm getting anxiety thinking about all that. I know, like, like but then like, isn't that where Shauna was from? You don't belong working at the Seven Eleven. I know, I know. Southern I was working Maryland, at Seven Eleven, working in a restaurant. I can't remember. I mean, like I was just. It did feel like we were in prison there for four years. It was yeah. only four years, though. Yeah, it was um, only four and, years. And the people it was that high school. Listen, uh-huh. I met some great people down there that I'm still still fond of, and and you know. This isn't anything on the people. I just think we were city slickers, and it's just yeah, you know. It was. I mean, obviously, we went from there straight to New York City. So, yeah. So that's what what was calling us. That's why ha- thinking about being there at that slow pace and you know, no car, no money. And then we started going to DC a lot, which is like well, forty yeah, minutes well, away. That, that's our, like the that one was our savior. One of my biggest memories is going to Baltimore with you guys to some show. 
Or maybe it was Annapolis. The Marble Bar. Yeah, Baltimore. yeah, yeah. And then it started going to the, 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 the 930 Club and Posers yeah. and all that shit in D.C. That was, oh, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, Saw some great stuff. Yeah. yeah. In Georgetown. Yeah. So I think that was our outlet, too. We could escape Maryland, go to the shows on the mm-hmm. weekend, see yeah. so many great Fagazi, so many great bands there. And well, I think escape, escape, escape is a motivating thing. You know, it's just like yeah. you do less in a place where you're, where you're overstimulated, but when you got nothing going on, you have to create it yourself. Uh, I think that's... Yeah, I think, I think that's, we that's did. all part of why we're here, you know. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same. That's why people put on their own shows, do their own mm-hmm. fanzines, do all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I want to, before we go to New York or go back to Taunton, um, mom brought up, brought up something that I didn't remember that we did Greece for a summer in Greece. I, I didn't realize we did that. We, yeah. we formed Greece in our backyard. Right. Every, every summer with like the two girls down the block. Yeah. So when you had two people, it was like our it was that all, was our, five of us. <laughs> that was and, it. and you were the lead, Todd, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, I was the. I think I directed. Are and you, you played serious? somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and, and mom would cross out all the because there's a lot of sexual stuff in Greece. Yeah. Mom would cross out all that, but we would say it anyway. When, when, you know. Yeah. I was the director, and it was you and Todd, and then there were two girls. I, I wish I could remember. So we names. did like two summers. We had two yeah. summers. Yeah. Yeah, performing Greece, in the backyard. For whoever. You are supreme, and chicks will cream. That's one of the. Oh lines. yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. she crossed that off. Crossed though. that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, a pussy wagon too. Pussy, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ain't yeah. no bragging. She's a real pussy wagon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The lyrics in the songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you guys remember having like big wheel races down the hill? All that shit. Oh yeah. Green yeah. machine, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Totally. Yeah. It was like dirt at the bottom. And you guys remember we, how we, we um, used to have a dog that would tow you down the street? What was the dog's name? Puddles. No. It was before Puddles. King. King. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys also remember having the GI Joes in the backyard with like you dig the swamp. We had like a. Oh, yeah. yeah. That Those seems to be worth some bank right that now. Was in, that was in Taunton. We had a giant backyard. I still think about that yard. Yeah. It was like with a size of a, size of a baseball shit. court. We tore down the entire. Oh, knocked so we knocked the, the shed down. Why? I don't remember. We threw rocks at it all summer. Yeah, we messed it yeah. up. We threw rocks at the neighbors. We. we, we <laughs> And then mom remember us. I used to smash the eggs in between both things. Yeah. Well, we had that whole block. Like when I was so. Back in time, there was a there was a block. There was Cooper Street and some other street. So I was born on one corner. Todd was born. You and Todd were born on the other corner, and then we lived on the other corner. So it was like we spent our entire lives until we moved to Newport, just on that one block in Taunton. And that was not the Fifth Ward. That was in Rhode Island, correct? Fifth Ward was in Newport. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. And and then also one thing that I, I talked to mom about too is that we've been told our whole lives that we were. We were a Native Native American. Mm-hmm. We're not. Like, I know. We told we were Cheyenne. And I got the twenty three. I mean, I'm not anywhere near that. I was told we were Iroquois. Yeah, <laughs> Iroquois, Cheyenne. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder where they. And mom, mom just said because dad had the features, and I don't know. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I just hung out with, uh, with, uh, um, oh my god, I'm blanking out. Cousin Peter Morse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that dude looks straight up like a Native American. I mean, we had this conversation because he did the twenty three and me too. Okay. He's even got Native American tattoos on him. No way. Yeah, and, he, he and he has nothing. He's not. Uh, it, it, it says it's nothing. But to me, that says there's something wrong because you got to look at this guy and you got to look at dad. They well, look yeah. straight up Native American. Well, right? allegedly, so our, maybe, our grandmother on uh, our dad's uh, mom, our dad's mom mm-hmm. um, was Native American. Like that was the story I've gotten from cousins. But I mean, it doesn't so show Maybe up. 23 of me is wrong. I don't know. Maybe it was only twenty two and me with you. <laughs> twenty two and a half. It's like it's like anything in life. It's like you know, I always believe my eyes more than anything. You know, like literally, at, at, as 
Peter Morse was telling me about the 23andMe thing and showing me his tattoos. I'm looking at him going, then how, why do you look like this? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, yeah. So then, okay, let's, let's fast forward a little bit too. So then Tracy, you're in Maryland, and then I moved to New York when I'm 18, and you come after me. You come soon after me because I, I, mm-hmm. I looked at a postcard from the other day. What did you, you stayed there for a little while, Tracy, or no? I, I back, went back to Newport. Okay. Yeah. I drove you up and dropped you off. With Dave Weisskopf. I don't know if he was. The Dave Weisskopf, there's a white yeah, station. Yeah, I remember yeah. that, CBGBs, I remember that. And then soon after you came and your band Outcrowd moved there to Jersey, right? Yeah. Um, and Outcrowd was Todd Morris, Todd Friend, and Gene Booth. Mm-hmm. And so... And we had that house in Jersey City. Which was like a thousand bucks for a three-story. It was amazing. Right. And we were the only white people in the Filipino neighborhood. And I remember uh, <laughs> they wouldn't sell me weed because they thought I was a cop. The people, the kids on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so by all accounts, Todd should be straight edge. Yeah. It's too hard for him to get drugs. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so that so th- yeah that neighborhood completely changed now. Yeah, I'm but sure. Tar friend still lives there. Yeah, Tar friend still lives there. Todd's Tar friend still lives in Jersey. Cra- you know what's crazy too is that Eric Rice got John Mock to move in, his friend from Buffalo, and his and his dog fucking shit all over our house. Remember? I do remember that. Remember that? And now John Mark is known as Chow. He's the bass player in Stone Sour, and we're, I'm getting ready to go on tour with Stone Sour and Roy. Who did front of sa- front of house for H two O? Is the drummer in Stone Sour? Wow! I'm and getting ready to go on, on tour with them in Australia right now. Shout out to John Mack, man. Zero tolerance. They don't in call New York. him John Mack no more. He's got a new name. Mr. It's like Chow. Chow Chow Maestro, a monster or something. So <laughs> wait, I remember coming to see you in New York, and I think you lived in a closet. That, that yeah, that I lived point. in Queens yeah, in Jackson yeah, Heights yeah, in the yeah. closet. I'm gonna get to yeah, that one episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lived sorry, in the sorry, closet yeah. too. You? Huh? You're the only guy that hasn't lived in the closet. Oh, you've been out your whole life. I've been out my whole life. I'm quite happy out of my closet. So, <laughs> all right, so, so just a couple things b- before you move forward to New York shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was telling mom, the, the, the memories I have of dad is, is the carriage, of course, that he wheeled mm-hmm. us in. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a carriage, it was stagecoach. Stagecoach. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then stepping through the glass at the beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, traumatic, yeah. yeah. But I, and then, like, and that was about, do you guys have some cool memories that I might I mean, mo- most of the memories I have are through you or through a photo or two. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's all stories. I have a memory that it's it's <clears> not all, it's not all that cool, but it's I I can still visualize it to this day. Dad was asleep on the couch, and I went and pulled his hair, and like without even opening his eyes, he slapped me right across the face. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I think about that all the time because, uh, because holy shit. true, my daughter will just jump on me when I'm sleeping. And I have no, I have zero violent reactions yeah, anymore. You know, so either. it's like, so. Do you feel like you're more violent as a kid, like in anger issues? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I, I feel like I, I violence for me was uh, was acting out to get noticed or you know to just for someone to do something about my life. You know, uh, I, I don't know. You wild out in Rhode Island mostly. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm a. I don't feel like I'm a violent person. No, there was a there was a while where I, where I carried around a part of me that could easily be triggered. You know, like I don't know how long ago this was. Yeah, you know, like your twenties. Pro- probably the last time I had any kind of like someone threw a drink in my face like twelve years ago, and I without even thinking it, I punched him in the face. That, that, where was that? That was that was at the Key Club. That was really, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all I remember about Dad... But I didn't even know... I didn't even have a thought uh, with it. It was just... A reaction. Yeah. And that scared me a little bit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a violent person. But. Yeah. I don't think none of us are. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, I've thought about... I, I got caught up before. We get caught, you get caught up, too. Yeah. But I, I thought about this a lot because, you know, Dad died when I was eight. Todd was seven. 
or six, right? And you were three, right? So we're all dads now. Yeah. And for me, because I have the most memories, I, I never saw dad get sick or anything. Like, he was just dad. Like he yeah, came yeah, yeah. And he got shit done. He'd work, like, 40 hours a day and still play with us for eight fucking yeah. hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like his, his effort as a father... That's all we saw because we never really got to see him as a person. You know, with mom, yeah. we've seen her come as a mom and a person and all yeah. this stuff. So dad died a hero to me and he died a hero to, to really all of us yeah. because that's what our, our memories have. Yeah. And so most of my memories of him are kind of, you know, in that zone, the way he did the stagecoach for us, uh, the, um, you know, the way he would always make time for us, you know. But it's it's like, all great memories. It's all great memories, but also finding out that, you know, we lost, we lost a, so when dad died, we had uncles around us all the time. Grandma, grandpa all, too, yeah. Yeah, we had they're all around. But through these stories, once dad died, our uncles kind of moved away because their From wives... His, his, his side of the family. His yeah. side of the family moved away because their wives didn't want the men hanging with now a single attractive woman with three kids who had needs. They were jealous of our mom. Wow. And so that's that. why they kind of bounced and kind of moved into the background. And then, and then once you got, I'm not saying this is a bad thing or yeah. anything, but like once you guys started, you know, having your careers, you know, we had Morse's falling out of the, you know, come out, out of the woodwork, woodwork man. you know what I mean? So many. And so there's a lot of things I found out about dad. I didn't find out until maybe 15 years ago and things that mom never knew about dad either, which is kind of insane. Cause it's like Tracy Morse in Troy, New York was, he was a badass motherfucker. He was the leather jacket, cigarettes and the Elvis thing. Elvis dude, yeah. I, mean, you know, I knew like, that. James yeah. Dean, you know, Elvis guy, yeah. He was in gangs. He put a cop through a plate glass window one time. Holy got shit. Got away with it because Tracy Morse, you know, like the boy named Sue thing, he had to be bigger than his Ask name. Mom too. He, like, he was notorious, kind of. Notorious. And like, my, he was like the local tough. Yeah, and so I, got, I went to a wedding of our cousin Millie Morse, maybe yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, 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 10 years ago. And... um. My remaining, our remaining, remaining uncles are there. There was one uncle that dad had tattooed wow. his, his own name with you know the thing on his arm, Damn. and he was telling me stories about breaking into gun shops and how he almost killed his grandfather. Our, our, our grandfather, our grandfather was a terrible person. You know all those stories, right? I heard those stories. Okay. Okay. Mom, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was he was really bad. Well, our grandfather, his dad was a was a, was a wrestler. Yeah, this and our lumberjack. Yeah, this is before wrestling was like on on TV and all that. This was like brutal, you know, like at the town, yeah, you know, VFW hall type like wrestling. a fight club type shit. Yeah. yeah, okay. And you know that, you know, our grandmother killed our grandfather. Did you know, you know that, that right? time? Yeah, I did not know that. You don't know, yeah. so he, he, abu- he, he abused her all the time. And yeah. one time she picked up a shotgun and killed him. No, and no, he picked. She picked up. <laughs> You didn't know that. Okay, so our grandmother killed our grandfather. He was a alcoholic, just an awful. Not our grandma Rita. No, our our dad's parents. Okay, dad's parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So our allegedly Indian grandmother killed um, our dad's father um, because he was an alcoholic. They lived beater. There was there was like six kids living in this like no hot water apartment like in upstate New York. Troy. Troy. And he came home one day with a steak with three of and he wasted with a couple of his buddies. He's like, cook the steak for us. And she's like, you haven't fed the fucking kids. Like, I'm not going to cook a steak for you and your friends. He's like, don't mouth off of me. And she fucking grabbed a gun and just shot him. Holy but, shit. But, okay, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, here's the thing. Oh. This is why dad ended up 
you know, passing away early, what he passed away from, if he had had health care, if he That's had, had stuff like, too. you know, nowadays he, he, he would have lived through that. No, cured no, so no, no problem. But he ended up on the streets because, because back then, women that did that, they put, they put him away. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they put him in jail or, mm-hmm. or in a crazy asylum. Even there, self-defense. There was, they, they didn't get the self-defense defense because it was super sexist. But the thing is, our grandmother did get that. Really? And I have the, <clears throat> the article for it. So what happened was... Wow, um, man. Yeah, so what happened was um, the two days before our grandmother killed our grandfather, our dad found a gun in a dumpster with okay. one bullet in it and brought it home. Holy shit. And that's the gun she killed our grandfather with. Okay. And when was the, that gun had when the, was that gun used already by somebody? Uh, we, who knows? I have wow. the I have the newspaper lar- article. I'll just show you the newspaper article. So what happens is the cops come and our dad runs out with the gun saying I did it, I did it, I did it cuz he didn't want mom to go to jail. His mom to go to the jail. Holy shit. This is all shit. To this me, is bro. crazy. So, this is what I got from all the uncles in the newspaper article. Okay. So the cops are like, "Nah, they take in our grandmother." For 24 hours, the mayor of Troy, New York, and his wife bail her out because they know what a fucking jackhole our grandfather was. Holy and said, shit. You're good. And that was it. That was the entire thing. What year was that, you think? 1961. Holy shit. Wow. I didn't even know that, man. I, have all, I got all the papers. I knew, I got I knew okay. about it. I, I got everything. The details yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 And so, like, yeah, I got this all from our uncles and, and the newspaper stuff. That is crazy. That's because he has some crazy stories. It was, uh, I'll tell you just one more story. Yes, please. Uncle Arthur or Walter, the one that uh, Tracy tattooed. Yeah, the ones dad. in Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah, I met them. So dad, uh, the, the weakest one, our dad was like, okay, go steal a gun and you can fucking hang out with me. And our uncle's like, I don't want to go steal a gun. He's like, go steal the fucking gun. Go in that, ha- go in that gun store steal the gun. This is 1957 Holy or something shit. like that. So Arthur goes in. Looks around, steals a gun, puts in his pants. He's walking out, and the guy's like, "Hey, I, sorry, take the gun. Yeah. You, you want to just put that back?" And my dad comes in. He's like, "Arthur, are you fucking stealing?" And he beats Uncle Arthur to a pulp in front of the guy <laughs> in the gun store, so we won't get in trouble for stealing the gun, even though he was already good for stealing oh the gun. Oh my god, dude! And like drags him out of there. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I, wish I do have some good dad stories. Why? <laughs> It's a great story. It's really good. Yeah. Holy shit, okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, so shit, man. So those are like those are like some of the All right, so we know now we know we're not that's, Indian. That's real shit. How do we go from there? So so are, are we shy so are we shy in Indian? Are we shy in Indian or not? I don't know. 23 and me wrong. I don't know. Um I can't trust it. No, I don't. <laughs> you know what's crazy too I, is I that mom had all three of us while she was chain smoking and we turned out wonderful. Well, yeah, that's we, not, none of us addicted not, to cigarettes. Hey, me and Todd, hold on, Mr. PMA. Me and Todd, let's not spread that <laughs> message. It, that doesn't mean it's all right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fucking 1960s. Yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. We're still humans. But it back then, he smoked in airplanes anyway. So, I, I mean, it's, it's not good. I know. But, you know, but that's your fallback but for we're, everything, we're, right? We're, I smoked we're, and I drank with you guys. You guys too. But is, we're proof that it doesn't really fuck you. Well, we're all fucked up. This is, this we could be rocket scientists. This is what gets me. And and um, obviously, mom's going to listen to this. And I'm not She probably won't. She made a promise not to. I'm not dissing my mom, but she's like, Todd, we didn't know back then. And it always strikes me that <laughs> weird that, like, how do you not know that lighting something on fire... Like, people die in bu- buildings that burn down f- from smoke inhalation. Like, yeah. You can't say that you didn't kind of know that it probably wasn't good for you. You know, it's just like... But people people didn't have the access to information that we do. Yeah. 
and advertising and promotion. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. no internet too. It was just you know, newspapers was no and billboards and, and shit. And of course, every back in those days, it's like have a smoke, make yourself yeah. feel better, give your kid cocaine. It's just the way oh, yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> just, you know, but I'm, I'm serious. But like, everybody co- smoked. Everybody smoked because and drank. Because it was the way the government, it was a business. It was like people were just forcing fucking cigarettes down. It was the American way. It was part of the culture. To this day, there are people that whatever their doctor tells them to do, whatever their doctor tells them to take, they take it and think it's okay because it's the doctor telling them. But doctors are human and they're flawed and they're influenced by the the drug industry. And, you know, it's a bigger conversation. If anything I got from from punk rock was question authority. Totally. Question everything. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it. It doesn't make me a skeptic because I'm not. I'm not. Especially ever since I had kids, I'm. I'm yeah. not. I'm not cynic. I'm not whatever. I'm just. I'm finding my own truths and what I believe, and most of them are very simple and based on yeah. nature. You are what you eat. It's like. It's like the most so beat up. It's so true. The most beat up phrase ever that no one ever thinks about. I'll go to the doctor and tell him I'm a vegan. They go, oh, okay. I can't remember the last time a doctor asked me what I eat. Yeah, you know, it's true. It is the it is the 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 fundamental of health what yeah. you put in your body, and doctors don't even ask you about it. You know, it's, it's true. It's crazy. Most, most doctors get they get a day of training in nutrition. That's it. Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like now that we're all older and we're dads, we're all vegans. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, can't circuit. And mom's mom's like pretty open minded to yeah. it more. Yeah. She even mentioned on the podcast she might she wish she would consider getting a tattoo, but didn't tell anybody. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't preach. I don't. I try not. I try not to like preach on on veganism. Me either. Whatever, man. I hate that whatever. approach. But all I tell people is the best thing you can do to them: watch What the Health on Netflix. Me too. Watch What the Health. It's perfect. That it threw me over the Just edge. that documentary yeah. has converted friends of mine. Yeah. Just, has, just regular people too. Yeah. My neighbor too. Like just random people. Yeah. Who know nothing about it. Um, okay. Now I want to go to you guys. Both went to college, correct? Uh, I just took, I didn't complete college. I took classes in St. Mary's College and at uh, RISD, Rhode Island School of Design. And what was your major? Art. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're a great artist, man. Thanks, People man. see Tracy's Thanks. work. Tracy's a lot of artwork for us, too. Yeah, I wish you yeah. still did that more. <clears throat> yeah. And you might, too. And then, uh, and Todd, you went to college, too, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I got I got in a car accident. Uh, I remember that. Uh, and the guy that was driving was drinking, so... I don't even know what was happening. Like, you know, I got my little toe cut off. I was in shock. I remember that. I, I never had any pain because it was all, I was all in shock, whatever. And I didn't even know, but suddenly I got like 40 grand from an insurance settlement. So, shit, that was a lot of money back then. It's yeah. a lot of money now. Fuck. Okay, now. <laughs> so, so I bought a car and I put myself in, in college. But what happened in college was I realized that. I was in college because I wanted to meet girls and I wanted to play music and I wasn't taking it any serious. And yeah, seriously I mean a lot of people do that. I think too. So I ended up selling my car and buying gear instead. So, and and starting the outcrowd band. You know. Yeah. So, uh, did you do good in high school, Tracy, or no? Yeah. Well, I. The thing about high school is that, uh, yeah, I did, but I didn't apply my like I was straight B's and I did nothing like if okay. I put some application to it I probably could have done better but school was really I was in the brain during school time where it was just it was just it was easy I did yeah. the other thing I always I've been talking too about easy. too is like school like why didn't anyone teach why doesn't anyone teach you in high school how to balance a checkbook change a tire because mm-hmm. uh, we're men we don't get to go to home ec uh, yeah. well, <laughs> or, or uh, the basics of marriage yeah you know like. Shit, you actually need. Yeah, that's shit, that, they talk about gonna... that in hip hop a lot now too. With the young rappers just wasting all the money, and nobody yeah. taught them 
about investing. I didn't start investing until I was in my forties. Like it's like if if someone had told me that, you know, when I was like sixteen. Do you feel like do you feel like 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 the change in the tire and like the manly stuff is because we didn't have a dad? Well, I didn't just like the manly stuff, like change a tire, build a shed. Uh, fix that. Uh, you guys, I mean, handyman, like, could you guys fix things? I'm, I can't no, fix shit. Man. I can't. Not I can't do it either. And that's and that's <laughs> that's. Not, I'm not saying that's an excuse. I don't have a man. I don't care about sports either. Yeah. I know. Like, we, yeah, we, yeah. We've had a lot of years to learn how to be like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but if we were around it growing up, maybe like with a hammer and nails to build yeah. this shit or change a tire. Yeah. I mean, I, I our dad was. I always an excuse. Yeah. But you know what I mean, though. Just some of the manly traits. Because you're raised by a woman. You also have to have an interest in it and. You know, I think it, it it helps to have like an instructor. Like, I don't know. I, I like to think that you stay young by always wanting to learn something new. Yeah. You stay you stay young by not knowing that you don't know everything yet, and there's so much more you got to learn. You know, like yeah. I'm learning how to build a website right now. You I never wanted awesome. to build a website. I never wanted to know what code was. I always just hoped someone else would do that for yeah. me, and I would just play music. You had music. somebody do it, yeah. But I'm in the situation now where it's to my benefit if I know how to do it, if, yeah. I, if I know how to do it myself. And now that I've you know, gone over the hump of like, wow, this is so overwhelming to like, I'm actually making it happen, now I'm interested in it. I'm almost yeah. like obsessed with it. So yeah. I think like with anything, like if, if fixing cars or like if you had some, someone showing you and you got over the hump and kind of understood a little... You probably get into it, you know. Yeah, it's something you could be passionate about if you're really interested. Like yeah. I feel the same way with school. If but you weren't interested in the subject, you didn't give a shit about it. Yeah. Or if you feel driving it, if you feel overwhelmed, you immediately just want to blow it off. You know. Yeah. Like, anything. You know. I spoke to mom about this too. Is that um the one thing mom did with us is that she let us just be us. Like the w- she wasn't. She said she wished she was stricter. I remember she smacked me in the face. I was like 16. I remember it was like. <laughs> But uh, she mentioned that too. But um, like she wasn't stricter. I mean, no, I mean not stricter, but she didn't. There wasn't like go to college or go in the military. I know Uncle Ray really wanted us to go to the military. He really yeah. was always like on. Oh, he was really serious Thank about. God. Yeah. yeah, he was really serious about us like military because that was his whole life. You know what yeah. I mean? But mom just kind of let us be us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really that's that's how we. I, feel well, like I, I don't I appreciate think she had that. a choice. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like when dad died, I mean she had she did everything on like a waitress salary. You know yeah. what I mean? So. If Two or three we, jobs if, if at the time. a time. She had, couldn't support us and be there at the same time. No. Yeah, she's yeah. only one person. And I feel like that's we talked about too. Like she kind of blocked some of the things out. Like I remember her taking me to school for my straight ass, but she doesn't remember that. I think it was probably a shitty day or whatever. But just some things, it's like, and this is something she didn't. She doesn't. You know, we kind of did our own thing. But what I said to her was, is that for for, for us, what? And no, it worked out. I, mean, I know. I'm saying us. like for us doing being kind of running around. You guys. Kind of like being young adults early, you guys kind of took over as the, as the dads in the mm-hmm. house, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then like us going to shows and getting involved in all that stuff, like we ended up we did pretty good for ourselves, yeah. not having the, the typical structure of like a yeah. a family set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we had love, and we got grant. My grandparents really took me on the weekends yeah. to Bradley's and bought my Matchbox cars, and I, mean, yeah. I have those memories of our grandparents really being a part of it. And Dick Bag, rest in peace, Dick Bag. Yeah. That's a best. real name. Yeah. Um, well, you guys can all speak to this, but. <clears throat> The whole game on how I thought about dad and mom changed when I had a kid. Yes. I mean, you guys have kid, have had kids before me now. But, you know, my, my, my daughter's five, you know, like a, a year from now is when I, when I lost dad. So oh, I, shit. The, the relationship I have with my daughter at five, to me, these are all like the uh, most amazing memories we're ever going to have. But I don't remember being five. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I don't either, But man. you know what? My dad had that with me you know what i'm saying yeah he he had that with me he 
when he passed, he had all that experience. And I never thought about that until I had a kid. It's a really and, good point, and, man. And, and, it's and, a good and point. With mom, too, like three kids and having to work and hire babysitters, like, you know, I, I find me and my wife, my wife doesn't have to work. I'm home all the time when I'm not on tour. Yeah, we're very lucky, and we're man. still like, wow, this is crazy. And now we're having another kid. But you can, I always catch myself, it's not that crazy. You know, it's yeah, like, that's true if you think about it, man. <laughs> it's like, and do you feel like, I asked mom this too, because we, we're emotional, the Morses. Like, yeah. did you feel like we've always been emotional? Or when you become dads, you get more emotional? I feel oh, like I became way super worse. more emotional. Way worse when you have a and, kid. And is, are we emotional because we became dads? Or are we emotional because we don't have a dad? And like, you can't, I can't call dad and say, hey, um, I'm going fishing for the first time with Max. Or you remember when you built me this truck and teach me how to build this truck? So we don't have that. Is that, I think, where we get emotion from? Or just we're just emo people anyway? I think we're emo, but also you and I have the thing where it's like any movie where there's like a dad thing. Dude, any commercial. Just, yeah. <laughs> just kills yeah. I'm sure you, dude. too. Well, we were, we were raised yeah. by a woman, so we weren't afraid to show our, you know, mom crying yeah. in front of us all the time. We yeah. weren't afraid to, to, to Especially show. when we beat her. We didn't have we didn't <clears> have, we didn't have like a dad going hey hey suck it up you know we did which yeah, I the, which I kind of yeah. wish we did me too yeah. <laughs> I do sometimes too yeah but she would do, she would do that too man yeah. she would like, she check us man we got checked yeah. man yeah yeah she said she loved to pinch my shoulder she talked about the other day. I had to grab you by your shoulder and yeah, she those fingernails nails. She there's, says, no, there's nothing us. wrong with emotion it's just like the it's just the the crazy fear I get that I I, I can't stand about just like you know thinking about all the things that could happen to my daughter you know like. It's just like it changes what shows I can watch on TV. Yeah, you know, it's just like I can't watch anything bad happening to kids. It used to be just pets, you know, because yeah. all I had was pets. You yeah, know? but like anything now, when I see movies about bad stuff happening to kids, or I have to scan past headlines on my phone if it says something about a kid getting killed, like I can't even do it. I would say even violence it's too. Made, it's made me weak. It's it, yeah, in a way, so in a way weak, it's yeah. made me stronger. As a person that's full of love and full of life, yeah, I feel so. Yeah, but I feel so weak and scared. And I have to block that shit out of my mind because you can't live your life in fear, man. You can't. You know? I feel like also violence too. Like I, I, I could deal watching movies. I know just when I had a kid, it's just I think everything changes. Well, you got a boy too. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, I wish. I'm not, you know, I was just going to say wish, but <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a new one on the way. It's going to be a girl, but I was hoping it'd be a boy because just, just for that one reason of worrying yeah. less. You know, I asked like, Mom. I said, it. I said, was any of us accident? She's like, well. Tracy was really accident prone. I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. She, oh, she, told, she told me I was an accident. She did? She told me I was not planned, straight up. And who was the most spoiled, she you told think? Out The most spoiled? You. Oh, you pointed at Todd. <laughs> me? I don't know. I, I Come think, on, because he got spoiled by grandma and mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, mom yeah, said, maybe mom, it was you. Yeah, said, I think it was you. Mom yeah. said when I almost died in her arms and turned blue. You did blue, almost die. She yeah. said after that, I was a rat for me. Like, yeah, yeah that's I was true. in the hospital like two yeah. weeks. Yeah, you were number yeah. one after that, after, you, after that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think that all, then we move away, we do our thing, and then like yeah. grown up and things change and shit like but that. But listen, when we say spoiled, let's put it in context. It's love. We were broke. Yeah. So it wasn't so get, it wasn't the kind of spoiled that, that rich kids get. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got exactly. a Maxbox car yeah, every week. Yeah. I got one from Bradley's every week, a Maxbox car. Yeah. So you think we were poor or were we middle class? We were poor. Yeah, because I think we were lower lower middle class. That's what I think too. Because but, but, but we thing, always lived in a house, so yeah. So, so that's not poor. Oh my know? God, I would kill to when, have that house when you when you when you when you when you're living in a place the size of your kitchen right now with two kids, which many people do in New York. Yeah, yeah. You know that's and here, you know that's that's rough. Do you feel like if if uh, if we had dad, then maybe some of us we would never be musicians, or like we went to college or went to the military, we could have a totally different path, man. Like, 
It's everything would have been different. I, think I know. I think everything would have been different. Yeah. If our dad hadn't died, everything would be different. We would not. I don't. We'd I mean, probably I, be in the same place. I mean, who knows? I mean, as people say, you know, everything. Everything is leading to something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. I mean, I, I, you know, my whole, my whole, you know, I'm, I'm on my second marriage. I, I lived with a lot. I was in a lot of relationships that I shouldn't yeah. have been in when I was younger. Thomas had wa- some ladies, man. Because because I wasn't ready. I made a, I made a lot of dumb decisions and all that stuff. But all I think about now when I look at my daughter, it's like everything was leading to to her being here on this earth. Yeah. Because I can't imagine if she wasn't. You know, it's crazy, so, man. Yeah. Well, because once once you do become a parent, I like. Maybe this is because our dad died. Uh, is that uh, my daughter being born born was like a whole reset on my operating system? You know okay. what I mean? Oh, of it's course. Like, it's like okay, this isn't cool anymore. I can't die, and it, like I got like I need to be here for my daughter. I got to. It makes you want to stay young and healthy. Yeah, I got to take care of my health. I got to be here. It takes away that whole. I'll just give up and live on the beach thing. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You <laughs> can't. You can't do it. Yeah. Trust me. There's been no, many, there's I've been times in the last times. few years. Yeah. I'm like, just screw it, man. I just want to live on the beach. Yeah. You know? But you can't. You got to take. You got to take care of your kid. And sometimes I feel like maybe I've overdone it because I didn't have a dad. And so, but you don't know. But. Yeah, you know, I, I was driving with Vivian the other day, and I'm like, you know, you've had me six years more than, you know, I had my dad. Yeah. You know? And I think about that, too, because we think about our kids as kids. Well, I mean, yours is still young enough, but it's like, oh, they're not going to remember that. They're not going to remember that. And then you realize, oh, yeah, I remember shit from the time I was yeah. like five, yes. six, seven, eight. You know, I can't pull tricks on her anymore. You know? Well, you ever, sc- you ever scared? Like, I know this is thing where we, we, I'm sure we talked about in the past, like, when you were going to turn dad's age, the fear of could happen to you. I know it was like oh, not yeah. hereditary. It was Terrifying. a birth effect. Birth effect, yeah. yeah. But that was always scary. Okay, Tracy, turning that age. What was it? 34. 34, yeah. 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 And it wasn't hereditary, you know what I mean? Nah. So like, that's pretty scary too. No, yeah. I went and did the whole running on a treadmill with all the Me too. With all the stuff on my chest and the, the whole... I just wanted a bionic arm, but yeah. I, maybe well, the I mean, he, I mean, you got you to gotta put it in context too. You know, I, you know we all... We, I don't know about Tracy, but we we all exercise every day. Yeah, I exercise every day, and Dad was like smoking cigarettes, eating steaks, not not exercising, not going to the doctor ever. Yeah, you know? that's so a, that those are all factors, you know that he was he, he he couldn't afford to get the yeah. health care he needed before, and then Mom said he came to a really fucked up household. Then when he met her, he found true love, and everything changed as a person. Like he, everything changed for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, the larger your circle of love grows, the that that changes the way you see the world because when it's just you, you're allowed to be jaded and you're allowed to have that thought. You know, I had a thought like you know, I did a lot, all this crazy stuff with with Juliet when I was in her band and, and stuff. I never, you know, hung out with like Rod Stewart and Elton John and like yeah. all this crazy stuff that I never thought I'd do in music. And then when that all crashed and burned and I was done, like I was literally having thoughts of like, okay, um, I'm done. I'll, I'll I'll go be homeless or like I I, I like what year was spent that? all my money. What had, year was that? Um, uh, that was like uh two, uh, like two thousand eight. Okay. You know my I got divorced. I was out of Juliet's band. I was just getting hammered all the time, and and I had that th- thought for a moment like that was it. That was the highest I'm gonna go, and I'm cool with that. Most people don't get to do what I did, and I'm just gonna give up. You know. And I'm Damn. S- and, you know, but when I when I and then you read Napoleon Hill's book. Uh, I did. Then I read. <laughs> I, then I read. I read Think, Think and Grow, Grow Rich, and yeah. I did. I did Tony Robbins' uh, Personal Power. Yeah. And I read. You know, I'm still still 
reading. So uh, let's let's go let's go the to secret. That. Did you read the secret? No, I'll Great. check it out. Let's go let's go to that <laughs> section now. Okay, let's go to music now. So like, yeah. all right. So anyway, they had our crowd. You guys were together for how many years? Nine years. And it's because of Outcrowd that H2O actually signed to Blackout because Outcrowd was on Blackout. That's right. So then Todd and, Todd and TF, that band's over. Then Todd Morse joins H2O. Eric Rice leaves, and Max Capshaw leaves also. And then at that point, you're still in Rhode Island, right, Tracy? Uh, no, I'm here by now. Okay, so Tracy, yeah. what year did you move to California? Uh, 91. 91. Tracy moved 91. So maybe it was... Working at Panavision. Yep. Tracy's been in the movie industry for over 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Directing movies, did movies, yeah. fucking produced movies, writing movies, amazing artist. He's he's the, he's that guy in the family, and he's a musician also, and a singer. Mm-hmm. And then Todd Morse joins H two O. Um, that that's a whole different episode, but I want to fast forward after that to Juliet Lewis and the Licks. So basically, um, my my wife worked with Deirdre Lewis at the Beauty Bar in New York City. They became really friends, and that's Juliet Lewis's sister. I was I didn't know it was from the Beauty Bar. Yeah, yeah it was a Beauty Bar, and then th- they lived in Philly. So they always come to our shows and see H two O growing up, and then and then. Fast forward, I end up meeting Juliet Lewis at Amoeba Records to hand her off a copy of the Go CD to listen to H2O. And then Todd Morse ends up going to her house with like a boombox auditioning for her, correct? That's right. I, but I feel like I feel <laughs> like crazy, I feel like dude. you meeting her at the record store was because I was trying to audition for her, right? Yeah, yeah, I had to give yeah, it to her. I had to give yeah, it to her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So dear Julie Lewis hit us up about a guitar player, then we told you. Yeah. And then uh, and then we of course Todd Morris do that. And, and I fucked up anyway because then Todd went late up the H two O and then went with Julie Lewis and Lakes for the years. But I love that group. Group's but amazing. To, to, my, to so my credit, I thought you were done at, with H two O. Yeah, because point, we had so. a hiatus yeah. in between go yeah. and nothing to prove. No, you were doing Hazen Street. I was so. doing Hazen Street, you're right. Word. So, so I thought I thought you were done too. So Respect. I was just, I was just trying Respect. to trying to Todd Morse is correct. Cover my ass. Yeah, Todd was covering his ass. <laughs> I was doing Hazen Street, you're right. Yeah. H two O's on a hiatus. Yeah. I was doing Hazen Street. Tom Morris like fuck. I'm gonna do Julie Lewis and the Licks, and that went way longer than Hazen Street, and that was a great fucking group. Um, and so that took you all over the place, right? Dude, we in, in five years we doubled the time that we circled the globe that H2O had done already. Like okay. it's like unbelievable. But you you missed the, the the crazy part, which was I had to drive to her house, yeah, with a little practice amp by myself. Okay, no one else around. Knock on her door, go in her house. Never met her, just me and her. And she said, "Okay, play guitar." Fuck. Like I've never done anything. I was I was an H two O. I came yeah, up in a yeah, punk yeah, yeah. rock. I've never done anything like that before. I don't I don't Damn. even know. I can't even fathom what I was thinking or what I played or anything. But dude, you've been writing. You were writing songs for twenty freaking years before that. Yeah, yeah. all your stuff without crowd yep. was much different than H two O. Yeah, you know what I mean, it was like more melodic type shit. Yeah, but. For a while, I was just plugged straight into an amp and play hardcore punk rock, and, and yeah, it's it been a while since I did anything else. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, with with Juliet, it was just you know doors open fast because she was an actress, but mm-hmm. um, the only people that were interested in the beginning were fans of hers and her of her movies. Gotcha. You know? And so that was, and I got it for what it was. But you know, uh, Alicia Moore Pink was at our very first show. We played okay. at a sushi joint. <laughs> okay. And, and Silver Lake. That's where that came from. That's, yeah. that's where I ended up meeting her. Okay. Um, so, but Juliet, I, I got to hand it to her, was like, was like down to prove herself as a musician. Mm-hmm. So we just kept coming back to Europe, coming back, coming back, coming back to the UK, coming back, you know. Grinding, I remember Grinding, all that, grinding. Man. And yes, we got a lot of doors open because she was Juliet. We got to open for the first But she's fighters. a great performer and singer, man. But eventually, yeah, eventually we woman. had. We had music fans like yeah. You know, we, we sold out the Astoria. You can't, I that. you can't sell out the Astoria with just uh, you know like stalker gimmick. movie fans of Juliet. Totally, you know, it was it was like music people, you know. And so so that was cool. It was cool. I actually watched a band. 
just like I did with H2O, I watched a band build from, you know, like playing the sushi place in LA to, you know. A basement or something. Yeah, yeah, play, yeah, playing yeah. a thousand people. But it happened fast because it was Juliet, you yeah. know, and because of, in a, and we ended up getting Dave to play on a, on a record. Yeah, Dave Grohl. And how many yeah. years was that band together? That part of the band was five years from, from me showing up at our house to us playing hard, Hyde Park to 90,000 people. That's crazy, fighters. man. You know, it was like, yeah, five years. It was, what was, it was give a me crazy one crazy story. Because I remember one time we were like, yeah, I think you had dinner with like David Blaine or fucking Elton John or some shit. I forgot what it was. Like, that was all. That took you into a whole different that world. That was all, of, like, all, all in one night. So we, we, were, we were living in London in a hotel rehearsing for a European tour while Juliet did a play. Oh, so, shit, I remember that. Jesus Christ. I was, I was out of the country for four months. This is part of the reason my, you know, my life back here dissolved, you know? Oh, shit, um, I remember that. So, so one night we went to see her play, and when we went backstage, David Blaine was back there and Woody Harrelson, and we're like, oh, we're gonna, let's go out, you know? So, I mean, I could go off about the, the tricks that David Blaine was doing. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Just right in front of my face, just unbelievable. Um. And Woody Helson is the coolest dude ever. He's so cool. I've ran into him years later, and he was like, "Oh, the licks! I tell everyone about you." Oh, I'm like, shit. oh, I'm not in the band anymore. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, um, so, so we went that night to a party at Elton John's house, which is crazy. Damn. A couple of nights before, we we had gone to, um, gone to the GQ Awards. Yeah. And um, and Russell Brand was hosting, and okay. Russell Brand made a joke about about having sex with Rod Stewart's daughter. And Rod Stewart stood up. It was all people sitting at tables and like was calling Russell Brand out to a fight. I'll fuck you up. Don't talk to my daughter like that. You know, he, he, he's like 70 years old. And I was like, this guy's my fucking hero. So that night I met, <laughs> that night I met him and got a picture of him. The next night was the night we, we went to Elton John's house. And as we're walking in, there's Rod Stewart again. And I'm just like, oh, he's my buddy. I met him the other <laughs> night. And I was like, "Hey, man, remember me from last night?" I don't think I don't think you remember. Oh remember. shit! But it was us and the killers there at, at at Elton John's house, and I almost got in trouble for touching the statue. But I wanted to say that <laughs> the, the coolest thing about that night was at the end of the night, David Blaine was just blowing people's minds all all freaking night. I, he's I, incredible. You guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah he's incredible. I man. could go off about the thing, but and I'm sh I know you've seen this on TV, but I saw it up close. We ended up at a nightclub. We're all sitting at the nightclub, and uh. And uh, he, he orders champagne, and, and they they bring champagne glasses over. Everyone's drinking champagne, and some chick comes up and, and tries to nudge up next to David Blaine. She's like, oh, oh, I want some champagne. And he's like, oh, okay. He takes the champagne and just not even looking, just starts just pouring it. The, her glass is here and just missing the glass and just pouring it all over the table. It goes all over her lap. She's like, oh, freaks out. And she's like, goes to get up. He goes, wait. And then he takes her glass and just goes, huh. Starts eats eating it. her champagne glass, chews all the glass, eats the entire glass right in front of Holy all of us. Holy shit, dude. I'm not even joking. No blood, nothing? No blood, nothing. Yeah. It wasn't a fake glass. Right in front of my eyes. Wow. Unless, I don't know how he could have planned that out because it seemed like it was a random night and we weren't, I didn't know we were going to end up at this place. But like, He's the that's, devil. that sticks yeah. in my mind. Oh, you should see his, la his latest special, the stuff he does is insane. Holy have shit. Have you seen him put that, 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 metal thing through his hand yeah i've seen that on some in front things. of celebrities yeah. yeah yeah yeah. he did something in front of harrison ford it was crazy it was harrison yeah ford. he was at crossroads last year heard in the room with with uh homeboy with woody house in the back oh yeah he was coughing up frogs out of his mouth a bunch of frogs i've seen him mouth. do that he he literally he literally swallows them and they live in his stomach 
for like an hour or so before he does that trick. That's how he, he does fills it. fills up with water and stuff. Yeah, and he, he drinks a bunch of water. Then he swallows frogs. They live in his stomach. Pukes him out. And then he goes out somewhere and says, oh, check this out. That's in his... That's wow, in his, man. That's commitment. <laughs> we could go on forever about David Okay, Blaine. so yeah. So that Juliet Lewis and Licks. Yeah. And then... Um, and then when when did Oscar? So after that was after that. And then Oscar. After that, I, I started Petty Cash with the That's guys right. in the Licks. Yeah, so, great, great so, band. So I had quit the Licks. Juliet was going to take a break from touring, but I loved all those dudes so much. I thought, how can we keep playing together? Yeah. So we ended up doing Petty Cash oh, downstairs before Steel Panther at the Key okay, Club. Okay, that's right. Um, and while I was doing that, a, the production manager from Offspring, they had just fired the guy that does what I do, came to the show, saw it, and said, hey, do you want to audition for the Offspring? I know it sounds like like a, just like it's one of those awesome, stories though. that never happens, but yeah. Um, but I still had to go like against forty people. Then how many years in Offspring now? Could be ten years in May. Wow. Yeah. See, Tom, Tom's the type of person. I, I, as a screenwriter, I've always wanted to write a movie <laughs> about this guy who he's born in. His karma bank is so fucking full. He knows the more he fucks up, the better things are gonna get. <laughs> like Todd, Todd's, a, Todd's the type of guy who like bend over to pick up a dollar and then be shot with a bag of gold. You know what I mean? Like that's, I wish it was true, that's the way it's, that's the way your life is. It's called dude. manifest, man. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do it in a positive way now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The mind can't conceive, right? That's yeah. right. Um, and then Tracy, your music too. So you started yeah. doing music when in the nineties? No, like I, you know, I was in like a high school band and did it all in Newport and then in upstate New York. And then when I got to LA, I was in that, that goth band, uh, romantic torture for yes. a while. And now I'm doing Sea Lion, which is just was just kind of fun, heavy rock band. Romantic Torture was all uh, Latinos and you, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And we, we toured around with like Gene Loves Jezebel. Or another name for that band, Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then we just had our 25 year reunion gig at the Whiskey, which is great. And no, I'm, I, I will always do music. I always love being on stage. And, and then tell the, tell the listeners, because there's none yet, but the listeners, once this goes live, <laughs> about you're into horror shit. Like you really I am, yeah, shit. yeah. Well, and I mean, like, horror movie writing. and Yeah, tell us about the movie. You made a movie, and also, um, you've done a lot of cool shit, like on sets and behind-the-scenes shit with movie stuff, yeah, like I did Halloween and Jason. Yeah, and make, makeup effects. I didn't, you know, makeup effects. But mostly I've been writing and directing horror movies for like the last 12 years, and a movie named Creature, called Creature that came out. And that was the big, that ago. was the one that most... Huge, most yeah. I went out to the um, theaters and... The best thing, Creature, Creature. I got a few things on... Uh, Amazon right now. One's called. Uh, it was called. See how they run now. It's called um, Haunting a Foster Cabin. And, okay. But I'm yeah. You know, I've written forty-seven feature screenplays, twelve feature, twelve um pilots, and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I'm always writing time. and writing. So yeah. what, what? Since I knew in your music too, but what got you into that as a young kid? Like into what? horror movies? Yeah. Like uh, I always loved horror. Movies. As a matter of fact, Todd Moore sealed the deal <laughs> with horror movies when I was like, I think when I was like. Whenever like Greece came out, we love well, we love Greece. I went to go see Greece, and then I snuck in to see the Amityville Horror instead. Okay. And so we were still living on Mon- uh, the street, the last house we lived before Newport. Okay. And um, I came home. I'm trying not to be fucking scared about shit. You know what I mean? Mom's like, "How was it?" And I couldn't tell. I'm like, I snuck in. I saw the Amityville Horror, and she's like, "Are you terrified?" I'm like, "No, it's fine." And in my head, I'm like, "Pig's eyes and blood and fucking." I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm losing my shit. And at that time. I both our bed, bedrooms were in the basement, so I had to like oh, walk down shit. the stairs through Todd's room to get to my my room. So Todd hears all this <laughs> shit. I walk down the stairs. He's like, ah! And I'm like fucking screaming, poo, pee, just coming out of my pants. He's fucking totally <laughs> terrified. 
And then so that was a terrible child. But but the best part is mom was mom was dating that the the barber at the time, uh, Bill the barber. Bill Greco. Yeah, that was it. And he's like, Todd shouldn't have done that to Tracy. I'm gonna go scare Todd. So I'm in Todd's room, fucking just wrestling with him. I got a pillow over his fucking head. <laughs> Bill Greco comes to the window with like the flashlight and the Freddy Krueger fucking scraping against yeah, the thing. Window. Yeah. yeah, I turn. I'm like, ah, more poopy. I was just fucking terrified. But I've always loved that. Ever since I, then, I've loved it. I've loved horror movies. I love the excitement that it gives. Speaking me. of Bill like, Greco, I was gonna say something about that. Now too. that he brought it up, he yeah. he was a musician. Yeah, he's, he's taught the us first that song, Cotton music. Candy. Yeah, he taught right. me how to play. Oh my God, you Cotton Candy! Taught, me how, to, taught yeah. me how to play bar chords, like my first. Holy bar shit! Chords. Yeah, Cotton Candy, wrapped in paper, wrapped in paper. Oh, how good it tastes to me, tastes to me, tastes to me. Where it comes from, holy it, shit! Yeah, yeah. You never forget a song, man. <laughs> oh, sh- and then we also had. Um, you know what's really funny is Linda. Come on, man. Linda, 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 Linda. Linda. She's real bum, fine. Bum, bum. She is mine. Yeah. Nobody no else can, can have, have her. her. She's super sweet and very, very neat. Yeah. And I'll tell you, her name is One. Bum, bum, bum. Linda, Linda. <laughs> Hold on. We wrote that about our mom. <laughs> we did. <laughs> you, did. you know what always makes me think about those songs we wrote for mom? You've seen Spinal Tap, right? Yeah. You know how when they're going back and talking about the first song she wrote, the first song that they ever wrote, that it, comes sound, out? it sounds like one of those songs. Oh, really? When they're going back and remember what the... I got to think of the specific scene now. I'm just throwing everyone off, but you know. Spinal Tap is still funny, everyone, just so you know. Yeah, so that was like, I guess that's the first song that we, are, that we wrote, I guess, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Linda, Linda. Um, yeah. Shout out to Linda Morris. And you know what? Like Bill Greco and then Jim, nobody was ever good for mom after that, I feel like. You know, she even said that maybe Bill Greco was, but Jim was a piece of shit. He kicked yeah. me out of the house at 17. See, I didn't know him. I was living in the skin squirrels and having the garage and we yeah, fucking squirrel that. soup. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. I dude. got an ultimatum. I had to get a job, but they kicked me out. Then I got a job right after they kicked me out. Mom dropped me off at the steakhouse. I did. I was a busboy there. No, really? a dishwasher, yeah. Mom kicked me out too, bro, just so you know. Well, how old were you? 18. I was 17, though. So I think that was wait, wait, good. She didn't kick me out, but I left. And when I tried to go back, she's like, nah. Okay, so <laughs> so in a sense, like back then, I, I probably I was really pissed at her. But hindsight, it was really a good thing she did to get us on our own. But that yeah, was, was so, back so, then, I blamed her for being with that guy, Jim. Yeah. He was a fucking asshole. He was so mean, yeah. a mustache, chain smoked. Then he yeah. cheated on it. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. So I, I kind of regretted. I kind of was bummed at that situation. I kind of Maybe that kind of stuck in me flow. I moved to New York. I was yeah. like, fuck that. But then I realized now, like that was actually a good thing because I did go to New York by myself, and things happened from there. You know, like, yeah. When, when yeah. You, where'd you go when she kicked you out? You went to tr- you went to Rusty Pistachios. I move, I move across the street with Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah. You were right across and the street. I lived, I lived in his closet. It was like sixty dollars rent. Yeah, it was. Where and, in Maryland? And Tracy's and uh, yeah. taught at Rusty's, and then we put mattresses against the wall and slam dance in his in his apartment. Yeah. Holy shit. We, we made holes in the wall. We put a skate ramp inside his apartment. And then like one time you guys threw me out, locked me out my underwear. One of you guys, Rusty or Todd did that yeah. to me. I think, it was, I think it was Rusty. Yeah. I remember taking shits in the woods on the way, on the way home from school. Like I couldn't make it. I could go, go to the bathroom after school. So how about that? Mom kicked me out and I was like right across the street like, hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And you remember Omni, the maintenance dude? Super nice. Really. Old guy that worked there and shit. Yeah. Yeah, some of those memories I feel like we block out. Some of yeah. it's, it's like... You don't want to think about some shit in the Maryland yeah. stuff? Maryland I just got was... sad, actually, thinking about this stuff. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. That's all right. <laughs> so, I remember looking, I'd be looking out at, at, at mom's window across the street, being like, why can't I be home? You know? I, I do <laughs> want to I, I have you back with Rusty and Adam and do like, yeah. a real H2O one, because there's so much to talk about. Mm. But I, and we talked about a lot of shit. We got a lot of shit I want to talk about. Um, yeah. So 
and I said this to mom too, like being, we've always been like not negative family. Even all the shit we've been through, we've always like always had fun. We weren't like depressed kids. We weren't like on medication. Nope. No. I mean, maybe you smoked they probably, weed. They probably would have put us on it if, yeah. if, if we were, if we were, you know. I think I did a, a little bit of a Ritalin mom put me on yeah. for being hyper and shit. Yeah. But, like, I feel like we weren't, like, um, I mean, using my train of thought. Like, we didn't have to, we, like, just, did, we did other ways. We, we, like, found music and skateboarding. That's right. how we vented. And that's how we, yeah. not escaped. Because we weren't escaping. We had a good life. But that's, it wasn't that, that stuff saved my life. From, yeah, from for a sure. life yeah. of crime. I mean, it really did. I, I feel like skateboarding, too, skateboarding and skateboarding. music. Yeah. yeah. And I, I not, and I thank, I want to thank you guys for the punk rock skateboarding and also like scaring me straight in a sense. But like in, in life now, as your parents and stuff, and as your music careers and everything we do, is that what keeps you? What keeps you besides your kid? Obviously, mm-hmm. what keeps you positive? What keeps you? What gets you through the day with all the shit with Trump and all the negative things on the news and stuff? Without just blocking it out, I feel like sometimes I live in a PMA bubble. I don't look at anything and just go through life and not watch the news. And that you shouldn't live like that either. You should be, pay attention. Well, what, what makes you get through it? Well, I, I say this to people all the time too. Is is obviously, I, I wish I watched less news. I wish I could tune it out. But then also, all of a sudden, I don't want to be apathetic as either. But you have to wash it knowing that there's still way more good and positivity in the world than than what's on the news. That's just what gets viewers. That's what gets people. You know. You, no one's gonna watch a channel about puppies and and uh, and and you know his Instagram page for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like I, I, it took me a while to get this too. Is it you know the good, the love, and the positivity in the world? It's it's kind of unspoken. That's what you would just expect all humans have, right? And then they all have it, but yeah. usually. But the bad side of people is shouted in your face. All the time. I know. There's you know? more doing good than bad. So, so, so you have to actually train yourself to see every situation in a way, every problem as what's the solution, not oh fuck this problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and just blow it off. Yeah. Well, it's also part of how we are as people. Like, there's not going to be a news station that's going to survive on good stories only. Yeah. You know, yeah. What I mean, people aren't going to do that if their lives are all negative. They need to feed on the negative. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what the balance is. But I think the whole the whole Trump thing is like he will make America great again in the way that smart people will rise up against him. You know what I mean? It's like, no, that I've never been so conscious of everything that's fucking going Me on either. in my entire life. Me either. You know what I mean? And that, that man has slapped the apathy out of me. Like, it's just, you need to do shit. You need to be pay attention yeah. to stuff because it, you need to put the energy in uh, behind it to get your agenda to where it needs to go, or else guys like him will steamroll over the entire. Hundred percent. You know he won over apathy. He won because we're all like, no fucking way he's gonna win. Exactly. There's no way. No way. And yeah. now he has, and that has slapped the apathy of what I do every single fucking day. That's a good there's point. Another, there's another. There's another factor too, which is, and this this happens a lot, especially like in small towns and rural towns where he has most of his followers, which is. People bond over a common enemy. They it's feel true. they feel like a sense of belonging, hating hating the Democrats and hating and hating uh, immigrants and, and all that. They feel like they belong to something, hating something together. You know, like people bond yeah. over people bond over a common enemy. That's just the first thing people do. Yeah. And it used to be the common enemy was anybody against the United States, and we would be together as Americans. Yeah, you know? that's mm-hmm. true. That's what it used to be. Now it's like now it's all separated into into who's your enemy. And, uh, you know, someone needs to bring it back to where... And I, I don't even think Obama did this. I think Obama inspired all of us who 
was was so sick of racism and 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 and, and you know and just wanted to to know that our country was not a racist country and when he got elected we were like yes this is the greatest thing ever but that that wasn't everybody there was that whole segment that oh, bought they up under the rocks that, shit, that, yeah. that that fired them up uh, the, the the people that are racist and the people that think this country should be all look the same that fired them up and so it was kind of he caused what what ended up happening at, at the same time I agree you know what I'm saying so it whereas it it bonded all the positive open-minded, inclusive people. It also bonded them, and, and thus it was a separation. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. So, it's like, bringing out the best of everybody and the worst of everybody too really at the same is. time. Yeah. And the millennials, yeah. all the people stepping up, there's so many young people doing shit now too. Like, And the power of social media, even though it could be a shitty place sometimes, it really helps too, spreading messages. Well, the mm-hmm. fucking millennials better do something because if they all go out and vote, then we can get rid of this thing right, right yeah. now. Yeah. If people the millennials vote. have we can the power. It in two weeks, we can nip it in the I fucking know. bud. But do you see? I mean, I know. I, do Do you see that? Do you, in your mind, do you believe that all the millennials are going to go vote in the midterm elections? I want to believe. I mean, but Bush got Bush got elected twice. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, everybody I, fucking hated him, dude. I know. I know. And now people are like, damn, Bush was not bad. Yeah, I know. You know, this guy said he was a nationalist this week. Yeah. If we're like, if this country now runs on the lesser of evils, we're fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need the good. We need. So the how good. do you make it through each day? Like how how do you, how do you how do you make it through the day and, and be happy and smile and well, I'm a Bo- I'm a Buddhist as well. So yeah. it's like, I mean, that's it. My operating system is just be kind anyway. Like that's how I go. Yeah. And so I got my daughter to look out for. I got you know, I'm uh, you know what creativity. I'm always totally. creating. I'm always writing. Yeah. Doing music, um, socializing with people, talking about ideas, living, living. Yeah. You know, I try not to be. Uh, don't get me wrong. I got my Netflix too, but it's like you know. But sometimes it's I hard try to get, not. I try not to be idle. You know. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to get down that wormhole, looking at shit and reading shit, and it gets really dark and it fucking. It's like it is. It is. What? But, but the thing is, you're uh, there's people like you and like Todd and like a lot of people that are gonna listen to this who look at it as a dark thing, but not something that's not uh, that you can't overcome or fix. Yeah. You totally know what I mean? Change, Your whole yeah. thing with the PMA. Yeah. I can and it's it. true. It's like. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I can change. Like you just, you need to, you need to look at it as face value and not take it in. Yeah, you know, you need to know this is something that you can push against and, and push aside. And people are digesting so much every yeah, day. I know, I, I know, I know, I know people that but you literally can't do it. Yeah, literally let let Trump being elected ruin their lives for like yeah. a year. You know, like really they were just miserable. Well, this they is where just, you need a backhand. They just up. couldn't be happy. But you can take <laughs> that. Part- dad to step in and smack yeah. you. Grow up, son. Grow up, yeah. son. You can take Man that. Up. You can take that power away. You know how, yeah. how how you your paradigm, how you view every situation is how as how that situation is. That's it. Yeah. Our perceptions of things of are, are are how they are. They are because that affects how you are emotionally. That affects what you do in your life. Yeah. Even if even if in reality they're not went that way, your perception defines who you are. So you know. Uh, I mean, I was I was shocked when he got elected, but it was crazy. I mean, watching the whole shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, music is literally like my medication. Like, yeah, I agree for for everything. I get depressed. I get depressed if I go too long without doing something. You know, uh, musically. Yeah. So I like uh, exercise. I like sweating every day too. Exercise too. Yeah, I'll go crazy if I don't exercise. But um, it's crazy. Not to carry up, but it's crazy how how emotional I was. Almost I was crying. When Obama won, watching that, we were on tours in the we South. We were together. We yeah, were in a yeah. hotel room. I was yeah. so excited. And then watching Trump get elected, and how I, almost, I felt like crying the opposite kind of tears. I was so, I couldn't believe it, man. I felt so defeated, man. I wasn't shocked. <coughs> I really I was wasn't. Shocked. I wasn't shocked. 
and the one reason it wasn't about anything else, it was that he was famous. That's all. Yeah. Because fame uh, rules, fame, fame rules everything in this country. Kardashians are in this country, uh, too. Yeah, exactly. Kardashians are famous, you know, basically for nothing. They have more power. You know, she can walk into the president's office and get get a person out of jail. You know, she did. Why didn't she walk in there and get Stephen Avery out? Why don't she walk in there? You're making a murder part two right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so yeah. into it, man. You watch this like part two. Yeah, yeah. Two more things I would say before we go. Two things. Mom mentioned something to me too. Is very interesting because I never talk about you guys as grownups. I know as kids we we did our first communion. We were, we were raised Catholic. We went to church all the time, and then we got really forced to go to church more after Dad died and stuff. But she told me she was a Christian, which I never knew. Not, not that it matters, because I love my mom. But did you guys, do you guys are believers? Uh, not to get too religious, but it seems like you guys, I don't think you are. But, like, what, when did that change for you? When you get on your own? Yeah, well, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, I was an altar boy and all that stuff, yeah, too. The second that. dad died, I'm like, there's no, there's, there's no God. And the, I spent a lot of time yeah, in my 20s and stuff. I tried, you know, I looked into Judaism and Hare Krishnaism and, like, I kind of researched all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, right now I call myself a Buddhist, but it's philosophy more than religion. You yeah. Know what I mean, now I'm, I'm, an, I'm an atheist Buddhist is what I am. Tom Morris? Okay. Um, I was Can I say one thing about you? Mom told me one thing. She said at one point, it's, it's really sad to say this, but I want to say it because it's powerful, is that after dad passed, she came home once, there was a sign on the tree where it said, fuck God. Yeah. Did you put on a tree in front of the house? Uh, maybe I did. I mean, I know that turned me off to it because... He, That's powerful because he, we were so forced into maybe, church. And maybe stuff. he knew he was sick, but right the year before he died, he took his first communion. Yeah, mom yeah, told yeah, me that. Yeah, he, yeah he, that was he, weird. He That's fucking crazy. And, and so, so to me, that was like, oh, that's what you get for joining the church. But I just want to throw something out in this conversation. Do you know the difference between a Catholic and a Christian? Please tell me. Yeah. Mom tried to tell me. Mom, I, do, I don't. Mom said yeah. on the podcast that somebody that doesn't go to church. She, Mom tried breaking it down so, in the first so, episode. So Christian kind of is the basic, you know, that is the board that all these religions attach. You know, Who Protest- believes Christ is Pro- the Son of God? Yeah. yeah. Protestant, Catholic, um, Pres- Presbyterian, like that. So Christian, yeah, anyone that believes that Christ is the Son of God, Christian. that's what they hang their, their religious to. Okay. That's basically it. So you can be a, a Catholic. If you're a Catholic, you're obviously a Christian. If yeah. you're this, you're obviously a Christian. My mom was trying to say it was kind of the same, and I mean that she didn't. Go to church, and I don't know her 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 breakdowns. Uh, I heard before. It's not. I don't know. I don't know it. But I mean, you know, if, if we're talking about religion, it you know, uh, you know, think and grow rich is the same exact thing as praying. You know, uh, yeah. meditation is the same thing as praying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I get why they had to all tie that all to real people and do all these stories because because uh, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of information back yeah. then. And and also people use religions to manipulate people. You know, uh, really do. you know the pagans before Christianity took it over. They thought the women that women were the were the gods. Yeah, and, and that all got cha- changed and shamed. Yeah, sex got shamed and everything with, with the Catholic Church and the Holy Bible took over and all that stuff like that. So it also has been used to manipulate people. But there's no difference between you know I I, I meditate every day. I do like a, a manifest uh, med- meditation meditation every day. Yeah, moon does too. And I and I and I, and I and I, I give gratitude for all the things that I have, which is no reason, no different than between when you're sitting down going, dear Jesus, thank you for this food. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, thank you for it. That's just gratitude. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's the mm-hmm. same thing every year. But people exploit the differences. You know, we, we all want the same things. We all want to connect to this universe. 
and and I'm not going to get all weird and hippie on everyone, but our our brain waves are no different than cell phone waves and TV waves. They are going somewhere, and they totally. are they are collecting. When you do a show, when someone does a show, and the whole crowd is singing along, it's fucking awesome. everyone's on one wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's why what's so incredible about music. It's powerful. You know, man. it's yeah. powerful. That's that's like church. Yeah, it, it's just like church. It's no different when the priest is saying the words and and the, and people are repeating them and. Uh, and everyone, you know, and peace be with you. And that was my favorite part of church. I love that. Yeah, you shake strangers, strangers, hand. strangers I remember that. Hand. You know, <clears throat> that was the only you. part I thought, oh, this is legit. You know, this is. Yeah. You know, but when do so, you think you realized that it, that, that it wasn't for you? When you lived on your own and left the mm-hmm. house? Yeah. All right. Last two things. Todd, Tracy, did one of us give a wedgie over our, our head once before? I mean, oh, we, used yeah. to give, we used to give wedgies, oh, yeah. right? I can't remember if we did it to you or him. I like, think it was, it was to you. It was no. a wedgie over the face, though. It was like a no. It was a wedgie from behind, <laughs> all the way. Oh, back that's of the right. Like so this, it po- stuck it po- like this. So it pulled your head back. <laughs> I don't know if it was me or you. I love how you, you segue from Jesus to wedgie I know, over I the watch, head. I want to kind of lighten it up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, Tracy, is there something you want to talk plug real quick that you're working on anything right now, or no, not really? What's I'm your Instagram? People working. can follow you and see what's up with you. It's called The Morse is Strong with Us. And Tom Morse has a new solo record coming out. That's right. I have a solo record coming out. I'm I'm trying to get it out by my birthday, January twenty first, two thousand nineteen. Uh, and it's only going to be available on my website, tommorse.com. If you go there right now, it's not up yet, so don't you know? Don't don't trip out. But um, I'm just going to sell a ten dollar digital record, uh, Sick. just myself. DIY not, Dad. Not on Spotify. Not not streaming. Not you, you know. You see major artists with millions of streams getting two thousand dollar checks from that shit. We just had the. Music Monetization Act. That, I saw that. But it's not really going to go in effect by the time my record comes out. So I'm trying to raise two kids. I'm, I, I, I'm putting out my own. Todd's got a baby on the way, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, Todd. I've, yeah. I've been in the music business for baby 22 two. years, and I've never made a solo record before. I'm super proud of it. So look for my site, toddmorse.com, at the beginning of the year. And your IG's t- at Todd's Planet. All my IGs are Todd's. All my uh, socials are Todd's Planet. And Twitter, Todd playing with Twitter, Offspring Twitter, too. Facebook, yes. And yeah, um, we're going I'm, there right now. I'm on tour with Offspring. <laughs> I'm playing tonight with Offspring. Yeah, I don't tonight. know when this is coming out, so it'll be out before that. I want to thank you. I want to thank you guys for being my brothers, for um, getting me into get, getting me on a path without even trying of music and skateboarding and actually being straight edge because of you guys. Because when I heard the Sex Pistols, I couldn't really relate to like, uh, never mind the Bullocks and all this. Yeah. I don't know what it really meant like. Yeah. Anarchy in the UK, what the fuck's the UK? Yeah. And then I find Mono Threat through you and through Thrash and skateboarding, so that put me on the path. And so, I don't know. So, thank you guys for that. So, after that podcast was over and we were about to leave, my brother Tracy said he had one more story that he wanted to tell uh, that me and Todd had actually never heard. Um, it's pretty fucking crazy. So, here it is. Balanced a little bit, but the story is like this. So, about a month before dad died, this insurance, this insurance salesman came down from Boston and sold them. A twenty thousand dollar life insurance policy for dad. Okay, and it was gonna cost him like a dollar fifty a month, which was way over the fucking budget. Like that was expensive to them. Oh shit! But they did it, and they made a dollar fifty payment, and a month later, dad died. Holy so shit, man! They got the tw- my mom got the twenty thousand dollar check, and put it in the freezer. She refused to fucking cash it. She refused to cash it because. She couldn't believe that the love of her life was only worth $20,000. And at this point in time, she starts drinking. You know this shit, Todd? She's thinking about giving us away to grandma and grandpa. She thought like, about giving us away? Yeah, she couldn't handle it all. This is from her mouth. Yeah, this she's, is some... She's like, she's, she was 25 or 26 years yeah. old. She didn't know what to, to do with her life. She didn't know anything. So she's going through a really hard time. And then um, 
once a month, this insurance detail, since insurance salesman starts coming down from Boston saying, Linda, you got you to cash the check. Okay. And she's like, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to, I can't do it. I can't do it. So after like three or four months, they start having a little romance. They start having mm, a little relationship. Got you. And it's with her romance with this insurance salesman from Boston that got her to sell the check, I mean, cash the check, buy that house that we all lived in for $10,000. We lived with that. She Holy bought, shit. She bought that house for ten grand. Wow. But then she burned through the other ten grand. In cigarettes? Just, no, in no, just heating it for five years. The cost of oil back then was yeah. fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. So, so I told mom, I'm, hey, mom, I'm going to write this story about what you told me because it makes a great Lifetime movie. But just so you know, I made up, I embellished all this shit about you having the affair with this guy from Boston to make it more interesting. And she's like, no, that's exactly what happened. Holy shit. But he was married and there was all this other shit. But if the, what? But if this insurance guy didn't come back and get her to cash the check, she, we would have all been living at fucking grandma's, homeless. She would have just drank herself to death. And that's a true I, story. I didn't know this shit, Todd. Did you? This whole day is breaking my fucking heart, man. It's a true story. Dude, are you serious? Yeah. And mom yeah. had an affair with a guy? Well, but, hopefully it was a guy. <laughs> but Yeah, but I mean, like that was the whole thing is like, <sighs> Dad's life, that twenty, she got twenty thousand dollars off a dollar fifty. That's fucking crazy. And then he passed right yeah. after that. Yeah, and that, and that's how we kind of get going. Huh? Buy a house for ten grand. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't pay me ten thousand dollars to move back there. No, no. <laughs> yeah, she bought that house. We lived in that two floor, all that shit for ten grand. The wow. one, the backyard we were talking about. With the shed we smashed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You thank can ask her about it. It's crazy. Thank you for that, man. Yeah, it's a really cool story. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.